Welcome. You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network, and this is the Liberty Moms Show. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense. We are the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. I'm your host today, Delane England, and I have an amazing Liberty dad with us and a great Liberty mom, and we're so excited to have you join us. We have George Stewart, who is the director of the Pregnancy Resource Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we have with him Caitlin, who is the client services manager of the Pregnancy Resource Center, and I thought it would be very timely to have them on because I have so much admiration and respect for them and the great work that they do. And with the lawsuit and the, um, the, the Supreme Court ruling, which many people misunderstand as completely making abortion illegal across the entire United States, which is so far from correct and truth, that I wanted to talk a little bit about that and then I really want to share with you what Pregnancy Resource Center is, because I find when I talk to people, nine times out of 10 people have never heard of it and they don't know what it is. And this is essential that people know this resource that they have because everybody knows somebody who it might be faced with an unwanted pregnancy or thinks that their pregnancy is unwanted when they first find out they're pregnant. So George, we, we, I, I know that you, I, I'm just guessing you have been working and praying for many years, as I have been since I was eight, 16 years old. And I've been working and praying that the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court ruling would be reversed. And to be really honest, I hate to confess this, my little faith, but I thought after quite a few years, I thought it's not going to happen in this life, but we still have to fight the fight because we still have to speak the truth and we still have to stand up in defense of the vulnerable babies that are being taken. And I'm just, I can't tell you how happy I am and how delighted I am and, and kind of surprised. Were you surprised, George? I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. <laughs> never. Same. Yeah. So tell us, so as we, as we know, I think most people maybe at this point are aware it didn't make abortion illegal. It simply said this was not one of the 20 powers the federal government has the power to usurp authority over or to make laws regarding or for the Supreme Court to even rule on. So they went back to the actual Constitution and said, yeah, we don't actually have the power to rule on this. It's a state's issue. It's a state's power. And that's all they did. And then Utah, we already had a trigger law. So tell us about this amazing trigger law that we have in Utah. Well, you're, you're very right about, uh, about the Dobbs case and the overturning of uh, Roe v. Wade and its uh, progeny, uh, Casey and other cases. Uh, I was a lawyer for 30 years or so, and I distinctly remember 
in constitutional law class uh, when we handled the uh, Roe and Casey uh, cases. It's just, you know, we were actually laughing about it. Uh, the penumbras and emanations and the, you know, the, the fact that it was not good law. It just was, it, it had nothing to do with law. It had everything to do with, uh, with uh, political power. And that's that's pretty much it. Uh, even back then, and, and most legal scholars will tell you, even even liberal progressive legal scholars understand it. It never was good law, as Justice Scalia said, or uh, Scalia, uh, as Justice Alito said, it was egregiously wrong from the start, and it caused more trouble, uh, you know, down the road. So, you know. They simply handed the power back to the states, they returned the authority to the people and their elected representatives, which is where it belonged all the time. So, um, so like many states, Utah had what was called a trigger law. They passed it a couple of years ago. Uh, most folks actually thought that it would never have to <laughs> go into place. So none of us really expected this, uh, the, you know, this Dobbs decision and the overturning of Roe. But uh, 14 states had trigger uh, laws in place. They were different. In Utah, the trigger law essentially says uh, no abortions except in cases of the life of the mother, um, severe fetal abnormalities as uh, verified by two doctors, and rape and incest cases provided they've been reported to law enforcement authorities. Um, so that, uh, you know, that law was on the books and it was designed to be triggered the moment that, uh, that, uh, Roe was overturned. That happened the very same day here in Utah, the, the, um, the chief counsel for the legislature certified that the case had been handed down and the very same day that law went into effect. Uh, and then essentially what happened is Planned Parenthood, ACLU, uh, they, uh, they sought a, a temporary restraining order. They found a, a sympathetic judge, uh, and he granted a, temp, a TRO uh, to put a hold on that, uh, on that law from going into effect. And then what happened was about a week later, they briefed uh, the Attorney General's office and Planned Parenthood, both briefed him, and he issued essentially a, uh, well, it is a preliminary injunction. What that means is that uh, he has to uh, basically decide the merits of the case, and he said himself, you know, this is going to go upstairs, as he put it, which means it's going to have to work its way through the courts in Utah. This could take a serious amount of time, even if they, they fast-track it. And the sad part is there's an average of 3,000 abortions every year in Utah, which means if this takes a year or so, we're going to lose 3,000 more lives at least. Uh, I do expect that it will survive uh, judicial scrutiny. Uh, it will go into place. Uh, and then the question is, uh, how can we help these women? Okay? Uh, yeah. You cannot just simply ban abortions and then say, okay, fine. Sorry, uh, out of luck. Too bad for you. You're out of luck. Too bad. Uh, and so that's... I just want to say, I just want to say, George, yep. for the record, that I do believe you're right. I do believe there's no question that this has constitutional mustard and that it will be upheld, which I think is very exciting. And yes. yeah, and you're right. That's 3,000 innocent babies every year. So we want this to happen as quickly as possible. Yes. So yes. 
So that's where we are right now. We're in a holding pattern. Um, you know, there's uh, many of us who are speaking with the legislature uh, here, uh, trying to determine next steps. Unlike many other states that had these trigger laws in place, uh, we uh, we really don't have any significant uh, legislation that deals with what what is called alternatives to abortion. Okay, uh, you know. Many other states are actually providing funds to their local pregnancy care centers uh, because they recognize the value that these centers uh, bring to the local community. Uh, and so we've been uh, you know, we've been urging the legislature to uh, you know to do something about that should this uh, should the trigger ban uh, prevail. So you would like the legislature to pass some to to actually give funds to the Pregnancy Resource Center to, yeah, not, so you can expand just, because. Yeah, not just uh, PRCs, but other uh, other other things. I mean, the daycare is is extremely important. Affordable housing or, or transitionary housing is extremely important. Uh, and uh, this is this is a critical issue that uh, that we're facing here in Utah and in many other states. Um, you know, a, uh, there's a lot of states that have, have already thought this through and already uh, are providing these kinds of resources to these women. Yeah, so that's very true. And the reason that we haven't done it in Utah is because we want to be very careful that we never incentivize mm -hmm. having a child out of wedlock and then being able to get free housing and free food and free daycare. And so we want to be really careful that when someone does get, when a woman does get pregnant and carries a baby that we give her all of the love and support and help that she needs. But we also have to balance that with not giving a young girl who maybe doesn't like her parents or someone that's struggling financially, give them an incentive to have a child out of wedlock and then just have uh, the government lay out the carpet. So it is a very difficult issue. We have to be very careful about making sure we don't incentivize, but, Pregnancy Resource Center, you've been in Salt Lake City, I believe, 38 years. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. And so what you have done is in unreally just it's been nothing short of miraculous. Uh, what you've done for so many girls and women and children, yeah. I must say. And so tell us about your center. What is it and what do you do for people? Okay. Uh well, and uh, to give you a bigger picture, too, there's there's about 2,700 pregnancy resource centers or pregnancy care centers around the country right now. Every year, we reach about 2 million people. Uh, we provide a combination of client services, including uh, medical-grade pregnancy tests, limited obstetrical ultrasounds, medical referrals, prenatal vitamins, uh, options counseling, uh, parenting classes, fatherhood mentoring, uh, post-abortion counseling. Uh, we try to take a holistic approach. It's a loving approach, a loving, non-judgmental approach where we essentially try to end the crisis, not the child. We give them oh, options and we give them support. I love that. End the crisis, not the child. That is a great, that's beautiful. Love that. Yeah. So there's 2,700 across the nation. So there are many places that women and girls can go to. Yes. And, and I have been to yours several times, numerous times, and you take donations and yes. 
what, right now, what would you say is one of the greatest needs you have? One of the greatest needs we have right now is preparing for what we anticipate to be a massive influx of clients uh, should this uh, law prevail. We saw what happened down in Texas last year when they passed the fetal heartbeat law. The PRCs in that state were inundated with clients and not just the normal uh, kind of client, but angry clients, frustrated clients, confused clients. Um, you know, if, if, if the same thing happens here in Utah, we will need to expand our staff, we'll need to expand our services, we may have to, in fact, uh, uh, expand the building here uh, because we'll need uh, more space for, let's say, a second ultrasound room, more counseling rooms. Uh, so we are reaching out to everybody who uh, understands the issue, who understands what the PRC does for their community. And this is the year. If you've ever thought of giving to a, a nonprofit like this, this is the year to, to make a stand and and to do it. Because uh, I'll tell you, uh, we've, we've always had just barely enough uh, funds to do what we need to do. Uh, it, the Lord has provided over many, many years. And I'm sure he's going to provide uh, as we uh, head into the future. But there's a, a good bit of uncertainty at, at present. So, yes, there is much uncertainty and there is much need. Yes. So, you're, um, I was just going to say, you're right next to Planned Parenthood, so when we put them out of business, that might be a good <laughs> building to just kind of take over well, and that, change, what, that, change the whole spirit there. That's been our prayer. I mean, yes. uh, you know how the Lord works. He may, he may do something different, but... Right. Uh, we would like very much to be able to uh, purchase that building and turn this building into either transitional housing or a maternity home. But of course that will take a great deal of capital, which we don't have. And we're just trusting in the Lord to, to guide us and, and, uh, and to provide. Yes. And he is waiting for us to stand up and do something about it. I love that, which you have been doing for so long. Okay, so what? tell us what it's like if a girl or a woman finds herself pregnant and she wasn't anticipating it and planning on it. What happens when she comes into your doors? Yeah, so the initial intake process um, consists of her filling out um, some just general paperwork to kind of see um, what some of her background information is, um, if the father of the baby's involved, um, what her quote-unquote intentions are if she's planning to parent, if she just wants to know more of her options, or if she's abortion vulnerable. Um, and so during the uh, intake process with the peer um, advocates, she uh, we kind of just try and get to know her story and, and more of her background and um, the events leading up to the pregnancy and what type of support she has, whether it's family support, um, friend support, um, and then ultimately, you know, if she's feeling pressured or persuaded one way or the other to keep the baby or to abort the baby, um, ironically, we do see cases where even within marriage, the spouse is not supportive of a pregnancy um, for various reasons. And so trying to navigate, um, you know, to just support her as the woman and as the mother of the baby. Uh, you know, across all different types of circumstances, whether she's single, she's married, the pregnancy was planned, unplanned, um, 
you know, and then going over all different things that affect her decision, whether it's financial, lack of family support, um, housing, educational, um, just different things. We try and, and just focus on the crisis at hand and ways that we can, um, you know, support her in different areas. Yes, you do such an amazing job. I've seen so many stories of women who, and, and girls, and it is kind of surprising how many women it is. We tend to think of it unmarried women, but it's not necessarily. A lot of times it can be someone who's had, who has children mm-hmm. and who is married and has a family, and yet they just feel like they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. that they're just not prepared for so many different reasons. And sometimes, you know, the clients that we have, um, you know, maybe didn't have adequate ed- education on um, on birth control measures or abstinence measures or different things, and they're finding themselves pregnant very close to when they just had a baby. And so feeling that tension of just very overwhelmed, very unsupported, um, you know, there's just a lot of different aspects that play in what um, navigates their decision. Yes, that's a very good point. Yes, and you deal with these ladies. Okay, and so once what you do some counseling and you help them decide, you give them options and ideas, and so they can decide. Obviously, you give them information so that they know, of course, they know that they can have an abortion and they can go next door and have an abortion. But you, what do you do? How do you help them navigate that? Cause I know that you don't like tell them they can't have one or you don't tell them not to, you just help them. Now, how do you help them navigate that most critical decision? Yeah. So we talk a lot about fetal development um, and we've got a great um, tool and resource that we go through um, that talks about fetal development, gestational age, um, just so they can try and get a visual of what's happening currently um, in the development of their baby before they go through the ultrasound. And that ultrasound is such a huge piece of um, just making it more real to them, especially, you know, in the early stages of the first trimester. They may have tested positive and, you know, could be between 8 and 12 weeks along, but until they see that baby on the screen, and see the heartbeat and see, you know, it wiggling around and having movement and motion and, um, you know, it's, it makes it a lot more real for them when they are able to see that. And, um, you know, it's not just like a clump of cells, you know, which is what a lot of, a lot of people say and think, um, it's a real life. And so once they're able to see that and connect with that, um, you know, then our hope and our, and our prayer is that um, that'll help make the difference for them. It is very powerful because when you first get pregnant, having been pregnant myself six times, um, it doesn't really feel very real other than I'm throwing up like crazy. Yeah. And so then I know for sure I am pregnant, but, um, yeah. and not with the flu. Um, but it doesn't, you don't really feel connected to your baby at that point. I mean, I don't. Now, some women do, but I never have felt very connected when I first get pregnant. It just feels like this thing is making me sick. It's making my life, you know, wreaking havoc in it. And and it doesn't really feel like a baby. But once you see that ultrasound, the ultrasound, like you say, the visual and being able to see this is, you can tell it is a baby. So what what point, at what stage can you literally visually see in an ultrasound that little fingers and toes and their body, and you can tell that it is a baby? 
Yeah, so a 3D ultrasound is going to be much more um, visual, but you can see as early as nine weeks that the fingers and the toes are starting to form. Um, our uh, limited ultrasound, you can, I think, start to see more of the definition, like around 10 to 12 weeks. Um, so, I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible. The technology is amazing. Yeah. And what is the percentage? I know it's very high, and I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to just guess at it. That once a woman has an ultrasound and sees her ultrasound and she sees her baby, how hard it is to still have an abortion after seeing that. What's the percentage? I actually don't know that yeah. number right off the top of my so head. The last fiscal year, uh, it was about 90%. Oh, higher. I was going to say 86. So now, as high as 90%. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just, it, it's part of the issue really is they go into the scan uh, with a, with a complete knowledge of all the resources that are available to her yes. here at the PRC and in the community at large. You know, we do about 5,000 referrals a year for things that we don't handle in-house. I mean, things like, uh, you know, shelter, trans trans transitionary uh, housing, uh, education, uh, drug rehab, uh, other kinds of counseling. Once they understand that, uh, you know, maybe it's not as much of a crisis as they thought, and then they see that baby, that's what changes their minds. That's golden. That's yeah. like, because then they see a way out. Yes. They see that there is hope. And that yes. they, and I mean, because most of us really do love life. And, yeah. and when we can see that there is an alternative, there is an option, there is help. There, it does change your whole perspective. Hope is, I just don't think we can, we, we often downplay hope. I just think hope is really, really important for everybody. We need to have hope. And that really does. You you play such a great role in giving women and girls hope. Just, That's just what we do. vital. Yeah, it is really what you do. And and you give hope, but you also give actual tangible things yes. <laughs> that really help. Because we need tangible things in life as well as hope. We have to hope that we're going to get some real life things for real resources. And and that is where your magic really comes in. So, okay. So, yeah. So you first, you don't start with the ultrasound. You kind of start with helping them see there are alternatives. There are things you can do. There is hope for you. You have all these choices because you can have the baby and keep the baby. You can give the baby up for adoption. And then, of course, there is always the, there, there is that. I, I could never say there is a right to have an abortion. I cannot say that. I don't believe there is a right to have an abortion. I don't believe we have the right to end the life of our own unborn children or anyone else's unborn children. So I don't, that, I don't, I could never say it's a right, but it is unfortunately been an option for people so for women so okay and i also want to when we come back we're going to take a short break and then talk also about what happens for men because they're not left out of this as well we'll be right back stay with us
Welcome back. Thank you for being with us. This You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network, and this is the Liberty Mom Show. We are the real defenders of the home front. We are the original secretaries of defense, and we are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. And I'm your host today, Delaine England, and we're so thrilled to have with us George Stewart, who is the director of the Pregnancy Resource Center in Salt Lake City and does an amazing job. And we have Caitlin, who is the client services manager of Pregnancy Resource Center of Salt Lake. And we were talking about the resources and the things, how you give girls and women hope, you give them knowledge, you give them just amazing amount of knowledge about their baby, where their baby is in life, and what is the future of their baby and the potential options for them and their baby. And that hope is so important, but also having real life resources and things. And I think your um, the name of you, of your organization is perfect because it is pregnancy resource. There are resources, a center yeah. for resources. And, and I also, and we don't have to get into it right now, but I do want to be sure we talk about your resources there are for boys and men for the father of the baby because that we can never leave that out you cannot get pregnant by yourself so it's a really important part of this whole thing so um where before we left where do you might want to i didn't want to cut you off i want to leave you able to finish talking about that so do you feel like is there anything else you wanted to say about um those resources and the help uh well, only that we try to take a very loving, non-judgmental approach here. I mean, if you listen to some folks like, uh, I mean, Elizabeth Warren recently became unhinged, uh, claiming that all PRCs need to be shut down around the country because we, um, we fool women and we torture women. I, I didn't know we tortured women here, but... Uh, Neither do the women. They don't know, you know that. I, no, because if you look at the reviews of people who have actually been through centers like ours or our own reviews, you see they come back, they they give recommendations for us, and, and one of the things they always mention is the loving atmosphere here. I mean, that's what we do. We don't hit them over the head and force them to have these babies. Um, they make the decision. And speaking of men, uh, the decision for life increases a great deal when the partner the, the husband or the partner or whatever is in that ultrasound room with the woman, okay? You, you cannot leave the men out of this equation. You just can't. And so we support them as well. Uh, you know, uh, we, we do parenting classes for both, uh, for both partners. Um, these classes are good for both. But then we also run uh, a fatherhood mentoring program called Stepping Up. And this is, of course, for the guys who decide to, not to run for the hills, but to step up and become the best father that they can. Uh, we had uh, one guy recently uh, call us up, uh, wasn't forced by his partner or anyone else to call us. Uh, he said, he called us, he found us online and said, look, my dad wasn't really around for me. And I've got a two-year-old and I want to be the best dad I can be. And I almost fell out of my chair. That was is a wonderful thing. That we is had, amazing. Uh, so that uh, yeah, we we just restarted that program after the you know after the pandemic, and it's a very valuable tool 
uh, because we all know, uh, we, we do know that I think the, you know, what's happening in this country is due in large measure to the fact that they are, there's no, there's no dads around. And yes, isn't every, it? Yeah, every child needs to have a strong and loving father in that, in that household, or at least in the equation somehow. And we've, we've just, uh, you know, we've missed that for so many years. We're trying to correct that here. Yes, the science is very powerful on how much it has affected our society and our culture when it seems at this point in our culture acceptable to not be involved in your child's life when you're a man. And that there is an incentive for women to not include their men, which is part of the problem that have been being incentivized for decades to get rid of the men. And, and really, we have demasculated men as a society to so many levels. And men don't feel like they are valued and they feel like they aren't supposed to be men and, and warriors and providers and strong. They're supposed to just be ushy-gushy loving like the women. And it's really important that we are different and play different roles. And, and yeah. And, and so are you saying that any man can come in and take parenting classes? Yes. And anybody who feels the need can come in and take a parent. Yes. Yes. We'd be happy to serve them. And how much does that cost? It's free. Like everything (laughs) else we provide here, we don't charge anyone for anything. Unlike the folks next door. As a matter of fact, last year we got 23 referrals from Planned Parenthood here in Utah uh, for folks who, for instance, couldn't afford the ultrasound that they charge for over there, or in some cases where, you know, they they change their mind after the last minute, uh, they're about to take the abortion pill, and, uh, you know, they, they will they will come to us, or if they've even taken the first pill in that series... Uh, we have uh, what's called the abortion pill reversal protocol here, which essentially is just a high dose of progesterone, which essentially knocks out the effects of that first pill. The problem is you've only got 72 hours maximum to take that high dose progesterone to delete the effects of that first pill. Otherwise, there's nothing we can do to save that to save that baby and. You know, we're being banned, of course, now on social media uh, from even mentioning the abortion pill reversal process. They claim it's junk science, even though about 3,000 babies have been saved so far. They're doing everything they can uh, to, to silence that option here in the States. And, and the reason why, of course, is follow, follow the money and see how many yes. hundreds of millions of dollars they're making on the sale of these bills. That's exactly right. Follow the money. And it and isn't it amazing that that we have this incredible blessing to be able to reverse that. Mm-hmm. And yet it's so hard to get the word out to people. Yeah. And the fact that they're squelching this when there is absolute science science. Babies are born, women are being given this option. And this is so infuriating to me, is that they aren't just saying, you know, we're an option. We, we really care about women. When you care about women, you want women and men to have all the information. You want them to be educated and fully informed and make a fully informed decision. And that is just one thing I love so much about you is that you don't torture women. You don't grab them by the arm and twist and say, you know, come on, you need to do this. You give them 
you love them through it and give them all the information so that they can make a decision because they're the only ones that have to live with that decision. Yes. And life decisions require life support, which they is do. what we do. I mean, we once they decide, we will support them throughout the entire pregnancy in the first year of the child's life with with just about everything they could possibly need. So my question to folks who are listening today is they claim we're fake clinics, that we hate women, and that we only care about the baby before it's born. So here's the question for you. Walk down to any Planned Parenthood or other so-called reproductive health center and ask them for strollers, diapers, wipes, clothing, breast pumps, formula, uh, see if you can get it there and see what they say. And then tell me who really cares about the children and the women. And the, and the women. So, Caitlin, yeah. tell us about that. This brings us right in. It leads us right in. Tell us about your, I don't know what you call it. I call it a store. But tell us about your store. Oh, my gosh. It's um, it's one of my favorite things that we have here. So, um, yeah, through our Life Steps program, there are classes that um, the women and families, whoever they want to bring with them, can take. And we've got over 200 topics that they can choose from, and they get to pick the class. Um, and after they complete the class, they're able to go shopping um, in our store for everything from um, diapers, wipes, formula, infant clothing, maternity clothing, strollers, um, bassinets, literally everything that would be essential for the first year. Um, we've got car seats. And so... Yeah, it's just a really exciting um, program that they're able to see and reap the kind of the benefits of, of getting additional education to um, a lot of our clients are first time moms. And so they want to learn everything that they possibly can from pregnancy to delivery, postpartum, nursing, um, you know, how to be a single parent or how to co-parent or having mixed families. And so it just is a really great program for them to, um, to learn and also have fun shopping for things. Um, and it's free. All of the resources provided are free. It is so amazing. You go into their store and these women can get whatever they need, diapers, clothing, bottles, car seats, whatever it is. So I am asking you listeners, this is such an amazing opportunity. You want to make a difference in the world. This is such a great place to do it. And of course, you take cash donations, but you also take other donations. So if someone has diapers or bottles or clothing, and you know, the, the beautiful thing about children, baby clothes and children's clothes is they don't usually wear them out. They usually grow out of them. And so they're not like all, you know, something nobody wants. They're um, so many of the clothes are very, very nice. And I've donated so many clothes because like, these are so cute and they're so fun and they're beautiful and they look almost new. Yeah. And so they look really nice. And that is such a nice resource. It's great for people to be able to, you know, you have all these really nice clothes. You don't have any more, you're not having any more children yourself. You have no, this is a great place to give them and you know that they will be used and it's so fun for these women and these mothers to go in and just pick out something that they like and that they can see their baby on. And so all those kinds of things, car seats, strollers, all those kinds of things you can give to pregnancy resource centers. So if you've got cash, you can give cash, but if, if you don't have cash, but you, you have these things that you know that mothers of babies need you can donate those 
to Pregnancy Resource Center and know they will be appreciated and used and truly really help real life people. And I love that. And I love, you know, quilts and you can make quilts with your kids and grandkids. There's just so many things that you can do. And it's, I mean, we, we, we always are thinking of how can we give service, but I love the fact that it's so hands-on and you can really feel like you can tell you're making a difference instead of just writing out a check. Sometimes it's easy to write out a check, but this is something where you, you can do that, but you can also do something that, you know, really impacts real life people. And, and I just love it. So tell us, how do we donate to you? I know there's more than one way. So give us the ways to donate. Well, sure. You can go online. Uh, we, we maintain two different websites. One is client-focused, uh, and one is for our, our partners. And that website would be prcpartnersut.org, prcpartnersut.org. And there's, a, there's an easy way to donate there online. Uh, I w should also mention, uh, I'd like to invite uh, folks to consider the banquet. Uh, our largest uh, fundraiser every year is the annual Banquet for Life. Uh, this year, like last, it's, it's going to be held at the beautiful Grand America Hotel in downtown Salt Lake City. We're expecting a good crowd. It'll be a lot of fun. We've got a really exciting speaker. You can also register for that event on that website, and I'd love to see as many folks there as possible. You know what? I have been to the, the Banquet for Life for the last probably six years, and I have to say it is one of the highlights of my year. It's in October. Do you want to give us the date for it? Yes, it's, it's October 7th. October 7th. So you can get that down in your day timer, plan your life around it, because it is such it is so inspiring. It's so beautiful. Like my husband doesn't like to go anywhere. It, he, he's just like, the only way that you can have a good meeting is to have no meeting at all. That is right. his. And he does not like to go places. And there's very few places. I, you know, I, mean, I just really have to twist his arm and beg him to go with me. But he loves to go to the Banquet for Life. He's like, what is that? When is the Banquet for Life coming up? Because he, it's just amazing. You have such amazing not you have a great amazing speakers and i abby johnson was phenomenal but honestly every one of your speakers i'm just left just like so inspired they're amazing you bring these speakers in from all over the nation but then you also bring in women and women who have made that decision and you show their babies and their children and how they've been able to progress and it's just and then you bring people from pregnancy resource center and they share their stories and it's yeah. just so inspiring and so uplifting and i'm just high all through christmas all through yeah. the holidays i'm just on this high because it just really it just does it just sets the premise and the context to re to prepare for thanksgiving and for celebrating the life of christ so i yes. invite everyone to go to um go to prc partners ut org and you can donate and you can also this is a really fun way to donate is to decide to sponsor a table so that means that you and your spouse or your friend you've got two i think there's 10 to a table is that right correct 10 to a table so you've already got two for you and and your spouse or your friend and then you just find eight more friends to you know invite them and you can either pay for them and if you don't have that big a uh, deep pockets like myself i just get my friends to 
um, you know, pay for themselves, but to be at, and it's fun because you're at the table with your friends and you get to come together and celebrate life together mm -hmm. as a group of friends and like-minded people. And so I'd invite people to get on there and decide, you know what, this is going to be my, my commitment. I want to donate a tithe to Christ and this is how I'm going to choose to do it. And um, that's a really great way to do it and get people to come. And it is such a fun night. And then you also are donating to such a great cause and you have just a really great experience. And then you get to interface with other like-minded people who are really committed to life and committed to children and to women. Because I think that another really important component of this is what you do is really to love and serve women not just save the babies, but women are so damaged when they have an abortion. And I'm sure there are women who, who just don't feel it, but most women just have so much pain and suffer for so many years and they can come to you and really feel loved and help to just alleviate that pain and, and giving and taking care of other people is a great way to do it. So um, what other ways do you have that people can support you and help you? Well, um, another big uh, source of our annual revenue is typically what we call baby bottle campaigns. And these can be done either virtually in, in your church or ward, uh, or we actually provide literally baby bottles and uh, traditionally, people would fill them up with change. You know, when we used to actually use cash and had pockets full of change, maybe not so much anymore, but people will put a check in there or some dollar bills or whatever. And uh, this is uh, something that we need to spread to more wards, more churches, uh, get more people involved. It's an easy way uh, to give. It's painless. It's somewhat fun. The kids love uh, doing it at home. Uh, putting dollars in or whatever and seeing it grow. And uh, it's easy. It's just very easy to do. But um, it's just, uh, it's just, I think that's another really fun way to be able to give uh, to, to this cause. That is such a fun way. That's a great way. So if you wanted to do something with your community or your church, then you can have, a, or, or maybe a club, um, you could have a fundraiser and do the bottle, the yes. baby bottle. Yes thing that that is a, it's a really fun way and it doesn't take a ton of planning or a ton uh, of work and the overhead is zero there's no overhead which is always really good when you're trying to raise a little bit of money yes oh okay so you know what i know you have um i think you call it a satellite location in american fork mm -hmm. so tell us about american fork satellite yeah <laughs> so we've been open for about a year um and we're currently just trying to grow our staff and volunteers for that location so that um, we can be open a little bit more. Uh, right now it's limited hours um, because of our staff. And so um, we're open two days a week, essentially, um, two like half days. And um, we provide all the services that we provide here at our Salt Lake location. So they're able to do the parenting classes there. We've got a small boutique um, where they can go and shop. And then we do, of course, the client intake um, where they can meet with the peer advocate as well as have their ultrasound. So it's essentially, I mean, it's the same, everything's the same process. We're just trying to serve um, to a greater capacity and, and more community. That is so wonderful. That is awesome. Okay. So I just want to repeat for everybody in case they didn't have their pen handy, PRCPartnershipUT.org. Okay. 
Uh, that's PRCpartnersut.org. Sorry. Oh, did I say partnership? Yeah, that's I, all right. I read my own writing because that's what I wrote. Right. PRC Partners. Thank you. You just wanted to say it one more time, or maybe I did, I did right? Because I, I got did. it wrong. PRCpartnersut.org. And go on there and get your tickets for October 7th. I'm going to go right after this show because I didn't know I could buy them already. So get your tickets for the Banquet for Life and just think of ways that you can participate and donate and have a drive. There's so many ways that you can participate in this, and it is an amazing feeling. And I just want to tell you both, thank you so much for your service and what you do for so many people, um, both girls, boys, women, men, and the babies and the children, and it is it is a, a lifelong, you know, it's a lifelong opportunity, and it really makes a difference for for so many. So thank you, you do amazing work. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I just want to remind everybody to put on your calendars. We are going to be celebrating the signing of the Constitution. If you don't know when that is, I'm just about to tell you. So, you know, Independence Day is when we celebrate our independence, July 4th. But the partnership to declaring independence is essential, is that we also created a form of government when they, our founding fathers created the Constitution. That happened September 17th, 1787. We're going to celebrate it again in modern times this year, and it will be September 15th, 16th, and 17th. Freedom's Light Festival is in Bountiful. It is free, open to the public. Everyone's welcome. We have activities, 40 different activities for all ages, something for everyone. It's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The website is freedomslight.us. So freedoms with an S, freedomslight.us. You can go there to get more information, but I just want to be sure you get that on your calendar too because it's just right before October 7th, before the Banquet for Life, so um, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. So get that down. And we are so blessed to have such an amazing country and to have a constitution that protects our life and every life. Every life is protected under our constitution to protect our liberty, that we have liberty and freedom and our pursuit of true happiness and our right to own property. And I just want to encourage us to use that freedom that we have to not just do what we want to do, because we do have the freedom to do what we want, but we can use the freedom to do what we ought to do. And so when we govern ourselves and we govern ourselves well and we govern ourselves wisely, then we have a lot less girls and women who are have unplanned pregnancies. Because when we use that freedom to do what we ought to do, then we we restrain ourselves, we make wise decisions and choices, and it, it just changes everything. And I think one of the principles we one of the thing that we're dealing with right now in our country and our society, I think it's kind of worldwide, is we have a tendency to be all about how we feel. If it feels good, do it. It's my truth. It's all how I feel. I, whatever you feel like doing, you should do. And we embrace our feelings. And God gave us a heart and he wants us to use it. So there's nothing wrong with having feelings. That's good. But he also gave us a brain and he has, he is the source of truth. And first of all, we must find truth. And when we find truth and we have a foundation of truth, then when we add our feelings, our feelings are 
founded on true truth and true principles. And that will give us a foundation of true happiness. And we will be able to find happiness. We'll be able to serve others and really have, create value in life. And so I just invite everyone to first find truth and then incorporate your feelings. Because when we do opposite, when we first incorporate our feelings without truth, then we, call, we go off the side rails. So that's, um, that's our show for today. I just want to remind you, you are the guardian of your liberty. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.